A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here in downtown Los Angeles. Brought to you by Chomp. Like a sound porter. Hey, yo, Sean Porter, hold tight. We coming out there. Live hold tight. From Los Angeles. Hey, yo, put your headphones on, man. What up, people? <clears throat> I thought you were mixing it down for a second. I thought I heard a, did I hear a record scratch in there. No. Me? No. I don't, I, no. I don't know. I tried Ooh. that when I was little, though. <laughs> Try to scratch a record? Yeah, the cousin that was, uh, well, my dad's cousin uh, was a DJ. He, he used to DJ all my dad's boxing events and all that kind of stuff. And couldn't wait to go to his house and just jump on. I had no clue what I was doing. He showed me a little bit. And then, when, of course, when he showed me a little bit, I thought I was a professional. You have to, <laughs> but uh, so I, that again, that's why I like pushing these buttons because it makes me feel, you know, I feel, feel like, like DJ Premier over there. I feel like I'm in control. <laughs> so, so you never, you never tried to be a rapper, just, just DJ. Man, listen, I, I did I, that a little bit too. Hey, hey, hey you I dropped some bars. I, I dropped, I dropped five bars. I said. Nah, 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 you need to go work. You need to go. You need to- Just gave him, a, gave him a little taste. And hey, Carson, I said, hey, I read them back to myself. Spitting them. When I was writing them, they felt hot, though. And I said it. I said, Carson, this shit is whack and we'll never see the light of day. I'm burning this. Carson, you ever hear the song I did? I feel like you did. Oh, you I don't think, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> this song yeah, you performed it? Yeah. Well, he, he knows Alex Gary. Shout out to Alex Gary. Yeah. No what doubt. was Alex Gary's rap name? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. We're either. gonna get stuck on that. No, definitely not. But, but to say the least, yeah, I went through a I went through a phase actually in like middle school where I was reading a whole bunch of like Shakespeare and all this different like poetry, like real poetry, and I thought that I was gonna be a poet for some time. And then you know, we I think we all Carson, did you did you have a like a phase in your life where you thought hmm, maybe I'll try music? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just always like music, but yeah. I, I didn't have, I don't have the. I was about to make a statement myself. that every human like goes through a phase of wanting to I, do music. I did. Maybe it's a, I don't know if it's a, maybe it's a black thing. I, maybe I was going, I want to say that. Hey, but. maybe it's a sports <laughs> thing, you know, because I know a lot of athletes, they, they try to hand and, and rap in and, and rhyming and things like that. Yeah, I tried it. So I tried, I tried, I went through a little poetry yeah. phase and then anytime it comes up on my, Memories timeline on Facebook, I hit delete right away. Oh, man. <laughs> you, oh, you actually see, put it out? He was in deep. <laughs> yeah, you put it out there. Look, his, the, his, I had a little too much Maya Angelou. His album behind him. <laughs> Iambic pentameter. Sean's I tell. Iambic pentameter hype. You can't find it. It's all deleted. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, what beat did you use, Sean? Mine was 50 shook, Cent in the Club. Ones. No. Sean was on Shook Ones. 50 no. Cent in the Club. I was killing them, too. No. I mean, like, I, I thought I was going to do something with this one. So we found one of the beats that we wouldn't get copyrighted on. Nothing like that. We found one oh, of them. You? Yeah, yeah, we found one of them. I even tried that. Like, I, I feel like I have a good ear for music. I feel like when I hear something that's got, like, all that, like, I feel like I, I can hear that, right? I tried to do it one time on the computer. I was like, 
why ain't this shit happening the way it happened in real life? Like, oh yeah, we try like, to make him. Yeah, try to make him. It's like you thought it was hustle and flow. Oh my lord! Like every how could, how did I make every loop sounded the same? I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, come on, my Fruity Loops. Is that what it was called? The uh, <laughs> Oh man! Right. Yeah, it was Fruity Loops. It yeah. was. That's what it was. All right. Carson's like, yeah, I yeah, didn't no. try. No, I was just saying, I, I have no, I have no yeah. clue. <laughs> Remember, Carson's younger than us, Sean. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, I, I didn't try no that. Clue. Leave me alone. Oh. Yeah, I got no clue. Well, yeah, yeah, was... we got Sean's I tell fight height. There you right. Yeah. Mm. You, you know, got it right today. I was gone. Hey, I cringed when you got it wrong last week. I, I did too. He wasn't even was, close last week. Oh. I was two seconds away from saying cut. And y'all was y'all roll with it. So I roll with it too. So he was way off. Actually, that made me look good. Boxing voice appreciated that. That's what's up. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Carson A. Merck, Anthony Bernal. Mm-hmm. Back from a vacation in the mud. We back. Sean was deaf on me, and it almost happened. <laughs> I didn't. I did. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't wish that on you. But he you told know. me don't down there. Don't go down there and drown. And I almost drowned, man. The, you know the water. Our water almost got taken. Yeah, taken water off. was rising. Yeah, we had two feet in the front of the house from rain, and then coastal flooding behind. Got the got a little ocean house. That didn't go well. Don't, hey, don't get an ocean house in the south. I was worried for you, man. That nothing. Well, I wasn't wishing death on you. I hey, I just said watch out. <laughs> Almost lost it, man. We, well, we made, made it, it baby. Yeah, we made it. What, what you do this time? This your second time down there. You can you you going home? This your second time going down there in like less than a year. You think yeah. he's testing the water to yeah, officially said, move yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we looked into not moving back, looking into uh, purchasing property, but uh, I don't think I can deal with the rebuilds, uh-huh. the hurricanes, the flooding, and all yeah. that stuff. Never going back. Uh, Louisiana, love you, but uh, uh, Las Vegas, where it's at, Tennessee, <laughs> specifically. I'm not going back. They can have all that. So did you wrestle with an alligator this time? I know you held uh, I did time. hold one. Uh, there was one at local park. I pulled up on the side of the road, skirt, got out, checked out the alligator. You know, you know, that's it. I saw, I saw. Is there was wild? A, yeah, there was, was it a, there was a big hog in the water? Was it a yeah, big hog? Uh, it was, it was, it was wild. It was, was a bunch of swimming in the backyard. Or was he drowning? It was swimming. Nah, he swims in the water. Yeah, they swim. It was crazy. Yeah. Hey, all right. Hey, it was crazy. Hey, got to go out there. Hey, yeah. food is amazing. Good people. The South is the South, though. I, I can't live there. I'm sorry. Y'all move too slow for me. I'm a go-getter, and y'all just creeping, and I got to go get it, and I can't be out there. I love my brother and my up. sister, though, but I can't, I can't stay there. Well, real quick, and then we'll get off of this, but like when you go down there, like what's the one thing you like? Dang, like this is this is where it's at as far as Louisiana goes. Like, what's one thing that you could promote about Louisiana, right there where you the go? Food. The, it's the got, food. It's got to be the food. Yeah, the food. Yeah. yeah no, have yeah. you never been there? I I just assume it's the food as well. Carson's you know, the said, best though? best food in the world, man. And he also said the prices is like it ain't even the oh, prices yeah. right. It's like the prices prices extra right. Yeah. Hey, Louisiana people, no disrespect. What I'm about to say, no disrespect. Oh, the prices is like a third world country. I was balling. <laughs> Oh, I, I, wait, what, I, what, I'm on it. I, what, I'm on it. I'm falling out there. I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Port Away Podcast, pay me well. Okay. Did, did you did you meet any anybody out there know about the podcast? No, 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 not this time. Uh, uh, shout to our. All right. I I, I had a driver. Okay. So <laughs> shout out to my driver. Why? How you end up with a driver? How that? How that happen? <laughs> Hey man, I, 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 I got a drop from the yeah, airport. He, 
What? Go ahead, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. He dropped us off at the airport. You know, he was he been he was great. He was taking on tours, which uh, I got a your driver was supposed to go from airport to hotel, and he's like, "I'm gonna take you this." No, 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 no. Go straight from the airport to the hotel. I don't know you like that, player. I will I will sock you in the back of this truck. So he's like, I'm going to take you this. This is Southern Hospitality. I've been going too long, so I'm not used to it. So I thought he was trying to set me up with something. Yeah. So I'm on my P's and Q's. So he finally gets to our hotel, taking our bags out. We're waiting to get our bags out. He's like, I got it for you. I open the door. My man seen Leonard Fournette and lost his mind. Forgot <laughs> he was working for us. Yeah, he, hey, hey, he was like, I'm done. Yeah. Leonard, man, hey, take my number. Wild out. So <laughs> he never looked back. <laughs> then, hey, no, we was just standing there. That's a professional, man. You gotta look back. Sean, Sean. And you you know I'm a great tipper. Yeah. You know I'm a great tipper. Yeah. I was hot. What were you about to say, Sean? What were you about to say? Cause like you gotta look back. You gotta say, all right, yeah, I'm with my people. <laughs> da, 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 da. Let me get back with them. Yeah, but let, here's let my get car. Them. Like, yeah, like. You got to show you professional. He, he just said, Man, he said bumping. He brought up, remember when you, so, I, hey, I play, remember when you played in this uh, little league? Yeah, I played on this, uh, the little do, the little dolphins. Oh, you was on the teeth. <laughs> my, my man, I am trying to get my bags out. I'll pay you. What? <laughs> you know me, oh, I'm showing up late to the airport. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. my bags myself. Yeah, that's Yo, something. so we had, a, we had a good day of, of boxing yesterday. Hey. Man, that was a great day. Like a great yeah. night of boxing. Where were you? What a great, was it great? We say great. Is great overstating that a little bit? Okay, I you're probably good. right. It was a really good night of boxing. We're, yeah. we're hardcore fans. Yeah. Yeah. So. Really? What's great. the difference? I said great. I agreed with it. And then I was like, was it great? Like, it was good. It was, I have no complaints, but I'm, I great might be a little, a little disagreeing. It was, it was solid, Sean. I mean, Carson, it was solid. Dude. Yeah, it was solid for was sure. Good. Really good. Where we want to go first? We want to go into the zone? We want to go PBC, Showtime? Let's go into Showtime. Okay. Because I think that Gary, uh, Russell, yeah. Gary Antoine Russell. Yeah. Hey, and I had this. This was my first question for Sean. Where is he campaigning? His what? What? What weight is he campaigning at? One hundred forty pounds. It's gonna be one forty. Yeah. And he fought the guy that Broner fought last. Yeah. I, no. Yes. No. No. I saw that. But yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if he was camp because I know his weight uh, for the his weight for the fight was one thirty seven and some change. So I wasn't sure if he was if this was a catch weight for him. And he was gonna. Try to be a champion at thirty five, or if, if it was. Well, I know that all all the guys he's calling out are definitely one forty pounders. He's already talked about Josh Taylor, and then mm-hmm. of course Adrian Broner, uh, Robert Easter, who moved up from one thirty five to one forty. So, yeah, I I don't think there's a single person uh, in boxing that watched last night and wasn't impressed with Gary Antoine Russell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw it across the board. You know, all denominations of uh, people we consider. PBC or ESPN camp or DAZN, it was across the board that this kid looks special, you know, and uh, reminded me a lot of his older brother, just uh, a a super lightweight instead of a featherweight, but hand speed combinations and power, that spectacular stuff from him. Yeah, Yeah, how's the whole family have hand speed like that? (laughs) What what, What kind of games were they playing in the house that like (laughs) <laughs> they all developed having like super fast hands. Competitive man, that's yeah. that's a competitive family. The like, whole fa- it's a whole boxer family in the corner too. Yeah, is like the is one of the family members a cut man too? Like no, I just he, see the whole family in the corner, so I'm like, yeah. and no. where's the cut man? They they all do it. They all do it all. Like okay. I, they don't. I don't. I don't I know like if it. Gary has. Yeah. I don't know if Gary has a cut man. I think that Gary has a cut man, but everybody else. 
it's like everybody's working for everybody else, you know. Yeah. And I feel like they had the like a whack-a-mole set up, but they used their hands. Everyone was like just knocking it all out, trying to set a high score. But yeah, Carson, you can play. They can play the knife game. Yeah. I, we played that with a pencil, I think, one time in middle school, and it was yeah, like, yeah, was a nice. hey. <laughs> but he, they remind me of uh, you know Gary and you know his older brother Gary Russell and Gary Antoine. They were always so proud, like Sean, of of that American amateur system and and all the things they accomplished in the amateurs. Mm-hmm. And you know Gary Antoine was really talking up his combinations, and and sometimes it's not always what we see in boxing is uh, four or five six punch combinations. And it just reminded me of that great American amateur pedigree when guys like Meldrick Taylor and Holyfield and, and, and Leonard would, would run off those combinations beautifully. So it was just nice to see that from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, goddamn, 14 and 0, 14 knockouts. I mean, he's just a problem, man. Yeah, he can't be mad about that. Yeah. Hey, he, he's nice. He got great footwork. He doesn't waste punches either. I like that. To be such a, he, I mean, what, he's in his 20s? Early yeah, 20s. Early 20s? And you said doesn't waste punches, and he throws a lot of punches. So it's not like he's not throwing punches, and he's just, he's like he's throwing a lot and landing a lot. Yeah, so it's so high efficiency. That that really is like my only take from the fight in terms of what can he do better. Um, I think that. <clears throat> Say again. He's twenty-four. Sorry. Oh yeah, twenty-four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that he he uh, he yeah. admires his work from time to time, and basically that you know he throws punches and then he stays there. Nobody's swinging back, but I what I'm always looking to the future. What's something that you're going to have to improve on? What's something that's not there that that you you need to have? And he's going to get to a point where he's fighting guys, especially if you're talking about um, Josh Taylor, a guy who is quick on the draw, but also quick on the on the counter as well. You know, so talking about the guy who can counter punch very well, I think that that's something that uh, he should be working on now. Even though guys aren't throwing punches at him, still work on throwing your punches and also moving your head or stepping around. I did also notice that it's not that he has bad feet, but I saw that he doesn't have good slash great feet. And I like to see his feet get better. Uh, there were times where I saw him step around and, and make pivots, but I, I like to see you do that more automatically opposed to just to make an opening for offense. I like to see you throw throw your shots and then step around and get off of the line. I feel like, you know, he's he's kind of right there to be online and be hit after his combinations. But, I mean, there's really outside of that. And that's nitpicking at this point because, yeah. if anything, that's something that's going to improve. He's the kind of kid, again, we talk about his uh, amateur pedigree. We're the kind of guys that, like, when you get hit a couple of times, like, damn, what did I get hit with? And you make that adjustment really quickly, and it's not you're not going to get hit very many more times with that same punch or the same combination. So, but when you can make a muscle memory now, I think that that's something that that uh, will work to his advantage. But outside of that, I had no complaints, and you know, uh, not to take a shot at AB, but he did exactly what AB was supposed to do. And at this young age, at 24, only 13 fights in, at that point, he showed that he was on another level. Than this Santiago guy, and that was what AB was supposed to do. So yeah. I think that he really did show the separation in terms of levels, uh, and and he showed that you know I don't think that he's at world championship level yet, but he's he's right around the corner, and he's and he's running up very quickly. Uh, all action next fight was they were they were banging in that next fight. Yeah, then catch the next fight. I've been seeing that a lot, like on undercards. It's like guys that are just bangers, and and this. They swinging and they hitting hard too, which is pretty cool. It's 
makes for an entertaining fight, entertaining night. That's why I said that's why I said we had a great night of boxing. Yeah. And I guess I had to pull it back a little bit, but I'm just, just I was looking at, you know, the action in, in the night and all that kind of stuff. And then main event ended up being a historic one. Man. No need to I'm hyped right now. Podcast, man. 38 years old, baby. Yeah. Doing it for the old folks. I ain't gonna front, man. I, I wrote him off a little while ago. I feel bad saying it. Everyone did. I, I Every, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be me if I didn't say that nah. I you know, because I feel like I wrote him off and I just was like, all right, yeah, he's on his last leg. I'm like, wait a minute, no needle fall last night? He won? No needle fall hey. last night? He won? What the what? Hey. Fight of, the, fight of the year. That's supposed to be me and Errol Smith Jr. What you mean? You know, like, and he's and he's continuing to do it against young guys. You know what I mean? It's like he's not just doing this against anybody. On his, usually, when you're on your last leg out, you just like I'll take a fight here and there. Like he's taking big challenges and conquering them, which is awesome. Yeah, guy yeah, fights yesterday, undefeated champion. I mean. Yeah, he looked explosive last night. It was exciting. Yeah, it, it was just hyped up. It's like. He went back 10 years. Oh. He looked good last night, man. Yeah. Look, he looked good. His counter counters were on the money early. And then even when he started to maybe start to take that next step and be a little more offensive, man, he hit him with some shots. That left hand, <laughs> that the first knockdown, that might have been one of the quickest left hands I've seen put somebody down. It was I was like, wait a second, did he get hit? <laughs> They showed the replay in slow motion. It's like, ah, What's that's crazy. when we need the slow motion. What's crazy is I, I kind of felt the same thing. I was like, I had to rewind. I was like, wait a minute. What did he get hit with? It was, it was a fast, hey, that's the Filipino flash. Yeah, true. He's a legend, man. I, I was so excited following that fight. Like, you know, just to spiel on him for a minute, I remember when he won his first title. He, Victor Chinian was the man in 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the, the knockout artist little guy. And he was getting main event dates on Showtime, and Nonito came in as a replacement yeah. and iced, iced him with it. And from then on, it was the, the birth of a legend. Yeah. And he goes on to win all these great fights. He knocks out Montiel on HBO, and, and then he wins in all these divisions, becomes already a Hall of Famer almost 10 years ago. But then he falls in love with his power. He gets he loses to Rigondeaux, goes through this, this really bad, yeah. you know, low and down in his career. And to me, last night was a celebration of Nonito Donaire mm. and his beautiful career. It, it reminded me of, uh, you know, uh, uh, when Roberto Duran fought Davey Moore and, and just, you know, put on a great performance in the garden. It was like because Duran had already been knocked out by Hearns. He had done the no mas. Mm. And so people had written him off. And now he fights this guy who's undefeated, who, you know, D- Davey Moore and Nordino Bali, they may not be the, you know, pound for pound or the elite of the elite, but they were undefeated young world champions. Right. And Nonito comes in and just has one of the best performances of his career. And it reminded me of when Cotto beat up Sergio Martinez, just these guys who have beautiful careers and they go through this time where it looks like you write them off. And then in the end, they, they come out and prove their greatness once again, just you know, what a performance by Nonito Donaire. His yeah. power at those weights is, is legendary, yeah. and um, I was just happy for him. I'm really I mean, happy for him. I mean, even go back to we always say, you know, to take away lessons, you prefer it be in a win than a loss. But even in the loss he has in 2019 to Inoue, like it was a great fight. He busted Inoue's orbital bone. So it's like it, was, it wasn't like he just got blown out and we're like, yeah, you know, he's old. Just kind of pitch him aside. But, no, that, that was great last night. So the, the one – 
I wouldn't even call it a controversy, but the one thing is the second knockdown mm-hmm. that the bell, you, you can hear the bell go and then the punch lands. I think we all kind of feel similar that they were exchanging. So it might not have been as egregious if it wasn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm an advocate of uh, Jack Reese and I, it's just coincidence that I'm speaking on referees again this, this week, but I'm an advocate for for uh, Jack Reese. I really like his uh, refereeing. I think that he controls the 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 ring and the and the action. He's I, th- I feel like he steps in when he's supposed to. I feel like he always looks out for the safety of both fighters and things like that. And so when the knockdown clearly happens after the bell, I thought that Jack made the responsible right decision to call, and that's that's a very quick and hard decision to make. And I don't think he missed the bell. I think he understood that the bell rung. But they were exchanging, and they were finishing that exchange. Jack Reese is solid. And to me, he made the right decision by, by calling that a knockdown and counting. And, uh, you know, that's kind of – it just was kind of just in the motion. It happened the, that the bell was ringing at that point in time. I, I do know that – and he was right there for it. A lot of refs understand when they hear that clap that it's 10 seconds. Let me inch a little closer. Let me get, get ready to step in. And it just was one of those things where they were, they were finishing an exchange – Bell rings, and then right after that, the punch comes. You know, so I, I I do understand where the controversy could come from, but to me, it was the right decision. I I feel like I'm unbiased in saying that. Um, I don't feel like I'm I'm biased for for Jack Reese and feeling like you know he can do no wrong, and I'm also not biased on 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 um the Filipino Flash's behalf and saying you know I wanted him to win the fight. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his. We go, I go as far back as Vic Darchinian went with with uh with uh Nonito like back then it was like who is this kid and he just kind of blew up after that fight and so he just has always been one of those guys that I always look forward to watching fight and then like I said going, when I say I, I wrote him off I just that's 2007 when he blew up this is this is god damn it's 14 years later and Ooh. and we're still talking about this kid you know uh, outside of him who else are we really talking about? But Mayweather, you know, there's not too yeah. many guys, you know, the rest of us were just showing up on the scene, you know what I mean? So that's why, uh, you know, I, I just feel like I'm not biased and feeling like that was the right call. I think that it was. And I just think that it was it happened to be the timing. And uh, that's how it goes sometimes. It, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit that it was after the bell. Like yeah. he hit him, he goes down. And I was like, wait a second, the bell had rung. Yeah. I was like, how is he just like in a heap right now on the ground? And then uh, he was he was in bad shape though after that second knockdown. Yeah. He kind of couldn't really figure out how to get to the corner and where he was going. And yeah. obviously some of that was confusion because the round had ended. So Donaire was kind of in the corner. So there was, but he was in bad shape. And then, and Donaire, you know, nailing the coffin after that. But and Carson, and, go ahead, Carson. Sorry. Go ahead. Sean always saying uh, one of those cases of know your know your ref. Jack yeah. Reese gave him more than enough chances because hey, Jack Reese said go here, go there. Yeah, hit him with a cha cha slide. Me. Hey, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, man, that's it. <laughs> Jack Reese gave him <laughs> ten cents, man. Honestly, I we we talk about stoppages or, or kind of that. It's there's not really like a clear yeah. book on how you do it, but it, yeah. and, like you said, if he had stopped there right there. I wouldn't have had any issue. I wouldn't have been like, whoa, that's way too early because he's like, it was all over the place. So I'm like, yeah, I, I could see it. It's kind of like new protocol. And it's not it's not new because this is 2021. It's, I think maybe 2018, they started to implement that new system of make a guy walk 
and give him directions. And, and if he's coherent and follows your directions, that means he can continue to fight. Of course, along with him following directions, you got to make sure that he's stepping correctly and things like that. So, again, when you talk about Jack Reese giving this guy directions and, hey, come here, go there, come here. He's, he's very clear and concise. <laughs> and I need come to me, you know. So he said, "Give me your gloves," and he had his gloves like off. So he's like, "No, no, no, give Ant's me like, your gloves." Ants <laughs> like, "Yeah, I would have waited on." Yeah. No, yeah, I, no, I, I, I would have been fine either way. But and, then, and, and listen, this is why I, this is why I asked um, uh, uh, Sean who his coach is because a lot of times you get to the point that no needles that a lot of guys cannot pull it together. They can't pull it together through an entire training camp. Even especially when you get that age, your body breaks down throughout camp, recovery and things like that. Needs more recovery and all that kind of stuff. And it's like a lot of times when guys, when you see an older guy come to the ring, it's not even the fact that they don't want it anymore. It's that they tried to pull it together in camp and they tried to pull it together to get to that moment. And it's just so much goes into it that they can't really pull it together. So I said, yo, who can we uh, attribute this, this not really comeback, but this 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 rebirth historic, historic yeah. legend in 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 in, in Nonito Donaire. <laughs> you say, yo, his wife's in the in the corner, and it's like, yeah. yo, he's did whatever he has to ha- had to have done at this point to really pull it together and beat some young lions out there. So I really just want to give a, a a hand clap to uh, to Nonito and, and his entire team. Absolutely, uh, I would push the button, but I'm not sure which one it is. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there you go. It is. Man. I would have a Rigo rematch too. So people talk about the Donaire re- or uh, Anuye rematch, but I would, uh, I would like to see him fight Rigondeaux again if Rigo mm. can beat uh, Casimero. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's see. some, there's some, there's some action-packed matches up that you can make in that division for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude was top three pound for pound for a few years there with Floyd Mayweather and Andre Ward, and yeah. now them two guys are retired. Or, yeah. or, you know. Floyd kind is, of allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Floyd's doing his thing this weekend, but yeah. So that's that's yeah. this weekend. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. I think actually. Oh wow, I got which is to, weird. Hey, he's coming quick. Yeah, we got to record on Sunday. What you you say I got something to do. Yeah, I got something. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then move. Let's get into the get into I, I the zone. Sean as they say, yeah. the fight. Oh, the zone. I was gonna say get into the zone as they sometimes have made the the pun for, but our guy Shane Moses Jr. Our guy, yeah. Hell of performance. Uh, the last five. I don't know why you changed it up. Yeah, strategy. I, I would say strategy was was a bigger concern for me than performance. Just I had him. I had Shane winning four of the first five rounds, and then they like kind of flipped the switch, and he starts to be more aggressive. And we mentioned before, pretty much every time we've talked about Shane Junior. Sweet and low, my man. Mm-hmm. That. When he's more offensive focused, his defense really suffers. Mm-hmm. And so when they have him push the pace and try to dictate the action, yeah. you start to see the defense and quickly started to um, – I, I had him winning every one of the last five rounds. Mm. And, I, and I, I told Sean I felt like he needs to up the sparring partners. I mean, I'm not going to say that. has nothing to do with me. I would love for him and Sean to share a camp together mm-hmm. just so he can get more elite level of sparring mm-hmm. and intense for – 10 to 12 rounds. Yeah. I don't know how that works, Sean. I, I really don't know, but yeah. I just feel like he needs more of that. Sparring is kind of like growing up. And, 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 and what I mean by that is like, as, as you mature as a young man, I'm sure that we could all look back now at when we were 15. And it's just like, yo, I'm not, not, I don't do things the way I used to do when I was 15. And it's like, you just go through some things, 
you know, when you, let's look back to when we were 21. We, we just aren't the same individuals that we were when we were 21. You never know when that maturation process is going to happen. You never know when it's happening. All you do is you look up and you're like, man, I've gotten better. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little more mature than I used to be, you know. And then you may be able to look back and, 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 and contribute it to, oh, yeah, that happened. And I did learn from that. I don't do that anymore. And so on and so forth. So that's how sparring is. So when you get eight weeks sparring with some high-level guys, you may start camp right here. But seeing, seeing those fast guys, seeing those guys with, with, the, with the great counters and the, and the good movement around the ring and all that kind of stuff, you – your body just starts to mature. Your mind and your eyes start to mature. And then next thing you know, you at week week five or week six in camp, and you get with these guys. They step over. You step over right there with them, you know? They they throw a right hand, and now you pulling back and doing your thing because you pulled something from those guys. A lot like they said, the old heads kick game. It's like, like Kirby. Yeah, like you hear that game all the time, and it don't, and it don't really – show up and then out of nowhere it shows up you mature and the same thing in the boxing ring is like you go through some fights you go through some camps and you just start to mature and grow as a fighter and I do think that if he gets into the camp with with other guys who have a higher level of competing and training a higher level of training and training camp it will it will actually pull him up and he'll perform better because he's had to have done that in camp and it will show up in the ring on fight night and you also have, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're, so you're going to learn from your opponents and you're going to learn from your sparring partners. Yeah. One of those is no risk. Sparring, yeah. you have no risk of a bad performance or a loss on your record or anything like that. You just have the ability to learn. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's able to learn in these fights. You know, Brandon Adams, obviously, quickly yesterday. Yeah. But in those fights, you're risking losing because you're processing oh, yes. and, and gaining more information. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I, I, my Kirby analogy, I think, was strong as far as sparring, you know, absorb different people, things they can teach you. So, um, yeah, uh, he's. Oh, I didn't get yeah, it. For you a got long it. Time. I'm like, oh. I kept down. moving. I thought you were talking about the vacuum. No, <laughs> also shout out to Kirby back. <laughs> I, uh, I, I let it go. Yeah, but the uh, no, Shane, Shane is very talented. I think the strategy or the game plan is what, what did him in yesterday. But I, you yeah. can't attribute it to that because you're still in the ring. So if you feel the game plan's off, sometimes as the fighter, Sean, you can speak to that. Sometimes yeah. you have to say, nah, this this isn't working. I'm getting tagged a little bit too much. I need to adjust. You guys, both of you guys said, well, why did, why did he change? Why did he change? He had no reason to change. If it's woke, working, don't. Don't try to fix it. If it ain't the guy wasn't doing nothing to make force him to change. And what I look, I turned around to you guys and I told a lot of guys in camp, they think that we're gonna start at one level and then we're gonna we're gonna switch it up and raise it as the fight continues. You talk about uh you know, when you talk about drowning the guy, taking the guy to the deep waters, all that kind of stuff. Basically the process is we're gonna go at one tempo, one speed, rounds one through three or four, and then we'll and then we'll turn up the fire. There's no reason to turn up the fire. I get it. That was what you trained for. But in the moment, you got to realize, like, hey, just, let's just stay here until until he gives us an adjustment to make. But they they had their minds in camp mode. And camp mode was, we're going to turn it up. And we're going to knock him out near the end of the, in the, in the, near the, end of the fight. There was hey, no need to turn it up. He's a six-round, Sean. He came out. He, 
Shane turned it up yeah. immediately. Yeah. Was throwing haymakers. Yeah. I'm like, well, what's going on? Yeah. You adjusted to not needing to make an adjustment. Yeah. Like typically we talk about boxing as adjusting to the adjustment. Yeah. There was no adjustment. It was like, you, you were like, all right, I'm going to change this. It's like, wait, what, what, why, why would you do that? Like yes. you're winning the fight, but yeah. And, that, that is and, what the, it is. and, that, and I love that part about boxing, too, because boxing is just so strategical and it's so um, it's it's very and, and it's a very intelligent um, battle. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that the battle is not always with the opponent and it's not always with uh, sometimes it's with the referees, sometimes it's with. You know, at the end of the fight, ends up being with the judges. You know, in this case, I really do think that they worked against themselves to a certain extent. Obviously, you say, "Hey, Shane's got to know, got to be able to realize and, and understand that you know, hey, this is not working, or you know, hey, let's dial it back, so on and so forth." So, you know, like you said, Carson, it's a learning lesson, but you you hate for those learning lessons to come, and now you're, you know, you got five losses, and, and now your back's really against the wall. Four, four losses. You yeah, have five. Four. 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 Oh, yeah. And that, that was a big tweet, Sean. Like big change. Yeah. Like in the Earl uh, Porter fight, y'all was tweaking something. He tweaked something. Yeah. You tweaked something. He tweaked something. Yeah. That was just a little bit. He like cranked it up. Yeah, yeah completely. There completely. Was no switched. reason to go to the max. And, yeah. and one reason why I really love my fight with, with Earl Spence Jr. is because I think a lot of the tweaking that he and I both were doing were like in the moment. And we were both yeah. were getting very, very good information in the corner. But I swear to God, like we're we're in the moment doing stuff, and it's like just adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. You know what I mean? So I I love that part about boxing, uh, and I love that feeling. There's a there's actually a feeling you get. You can see the other guy performing at a really high level. You're like, let me get with this. You know what I mean? So anyway, (laughs) hey, the first five rounds, Shane, you look like a hell of you. Yeah, yeah, that first five rounds, stick to that shit. That's your shit right there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But and then the co main event, Melissa Hernandez. Oh man, my what lady! Laugh. Hey. <laughs> I, I love the intro. Like we talked about it at the time. If that intro, if you follow that up with a win, that's one of the smoothest intros you could possibly have. Dancing all the way to the ring, having a good time, joking, smiling. My problem is even right now, like y'all don't see me, but right now I'm dancing with her. Cause she was yeah. really getting it coming to the She's ring. Feeling it. The music, yeah, the music, crowd move, yeah. all this and that. I didn't really know that much about her, unfortunately. And she, I, she I bought into it all. Yeah, <laughs> right. And if y'all remember, I walked out the room at the beginning of the, of the opening round, and when I oh, came back, the energy was not for her at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting that because I didn't know that much about her. Yeah. Chantel Cameron was hey, all the girls turned on her and everything. Apparently, yeah. she was so bad that Ant was like, Hold on, she's 40 years old. Hold on. Yeah, I got hot. <laughs> I said, That's the definition of not growing up. Hey, Chantel yeah. Cameron uh, did her thing, though. Absolutely. The it's, girl who retained nice. her WBC uh, uh, 140 pound title, she, I, I was impressed by, you know, you. you Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields are deservedly the top two pound for pound women's fighters. But sometimes they, uh, I'm not even going to criticize the blow, but she would, they'll run off combinations. And Chantel Cameron had a very professional, like come forward place. She was more about placing her shots than uh, running off combinations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just liked her left hook to the body and the way she was coming forward. And um, it's, it's a style I haven't, uh, seen a whole lot in women's boxing. I 
Taylor and, and Shields rely more on their boxing ability and their hand speed and their combination. This is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And Chantel Cameron <laughs> was more come forward and place the hook to the body. And um, it, it was fun to see that in, in, a, in a women's boxing title fight. You know, Women's boxing so. is changing, man. Mm-hmm. And what's our young lady out there in New York? What's her name? Amanda Serrano. Uh, Amanda Serrano. And Sanisa. Yeah, I'm, we're starting yeah. to see we're starting to see these women perform like in in box. I'm talking about. So what I'm talking about is we've gone from an era in boxing where we saw a lot of women be very wild, and I'm just going to throw as many punches as I can, and I'm going to take them and, and give them, take them and give them. We're starting to see women's boxing come out of this Rock'em and Sock'em uh, era and go into a. I'm, this is what level I'm on. Right. right now, where where women are really starting to separate themselves from in terms of who's good and who's elite out there, and I really would place Cameron in that elite level. I think that she's got a lot of intangibles that makes her elite. Uh, her boxing ability, along with her controlled aggression, uh, was was very impressive last night. And um, again, we're gonna I, I'm, I'm gonna use these buttons today, man. I'm gonna clap it up for women's boxing. On a big stage too, yeah. Co-made I mean, on a, on a nice little card, yeah, yeah. So and, shout out to the zone for that, yeah. For 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 women boxing now to be getting co-main events and main events on boxing is is well deserved. And uh, and again, I'm not trying to push the the whole women's movement and all that kind of stuff. I'm simply saying I'm impressed and I'm very proud because I didn't always recognize. I didn't always. I didn't really care. That may sound bad, but. Once I had the care uh, was when I started to do commentary and things like that. And that's when I started to take notice. And upon taking notice, I'm very proud of what women's boxing has to offer the world because it, it looks very good and the future looks very promising. I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. And there's also there's nothing wrong with pushing the women's boxing agenda because yeah. it has been neglected for so long. Yeah. So now to maybe even be over positive about it, yeah. there's. There's nothing wrong with that. You're well, kind hey, of hey, out. Just, just, just like I said, hey man, I wrote off no needle donaire. I didn't have to say that, but it's just something inside me that yeah. tells me, yo, you got to keep it real. And and yeah. so upon keeping it real, I just need everybody out there to say, oh, Sean's just jumping on it. No, Sean's Sean's not jumping on it. Sean's recognizing something. I'm letting y'all know, like I'm not jumping on this boat. I haven't. I didn't recognize that the boat was selling. And now that I have, I, I just want to salute it and, and tell all those women out there to keep going. Uh, I, and I do understand that women's boxing is different from men's boxing. You don't have too many young women that are interested in boxing. And so it's like they get into it late, the experience and all that kind of stuff. I get all that. But where 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 I see boxing going now for women is awesome. And then I think the other side of that, too, is when you have women like Amanda Serrano, you have women like um, Katie and women like Clarissa. Now you got women for uh, for these young ladies to look up to and say, oh, yeah. well, I can do that too. So I think that women's boxing is going somewhere. And so I'm just yeah. going to say I'm proud yeah. of it. And it's set up to have some big matches down the road. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. too. That's exciting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Some exciting matchups. And then we move. Main event. Uh oh, John Zaitel's future uh, pound for pound number Zytel, one fighter. We're going to get an argument. Hey, I already told everybody we're getting an argument. I was very excited uh, last night. Really, really fun fight. I think I think the fa- uh, the fans of Mandalay Bay they loved it. I think everybody got a more exciting fight than they were they were thinking they were going to get. You know, I I picked Haney by stoppage, and uh, between rounds five and seven, 
it looked like he was going to get one. And I was very surprised that Linares was holding up to the punishment. I know Devin's not known as a puncher, but this was a guy who had been stopped five times previous. And, you know, ringside, it, 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 the punches, they don't look, they look like they hurt. Sometimes speed is power. And, you know, just being sharp and so accurate, I know the, those punches get the respect, but actually Linares kept marching forward through him, and his, his durability really surprised me. But the, the story of the fight, you know, the judges scored at 116, 112, 115, 113. This was one of the easiest fights to score. I, I thought so. first nine rounds dominant by Haney, last three rounds pretty dominant by Jorge Linares. So uh, cards were a little closer than I thought. But for the first nine rounds, Devin looked like, everything he could possibly be, you know, hyped up as. And then he gets some big growing pains those last three rounds. And I would just say uh, to a lot of people who I understand where they're coming from about the criticisms on the performances, you know, this was his trial by fire. You know, Ryan Garcia got dropped in his trial by fire. Uh, uh, Tiafimo Lopez had a tougher fight than expected in 12 rounds with Nakatani. So just my thing is, I'm really looking forward to his next fight mm-hmm. to see how is he after that experience, mm-hmm. you know, because we saw the level that Lopez jumped to after having that tough 12 round uh, championship caliber fight with Nakatani. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Devin Haney that showed up the first nine rounds can fight like that, all 12 and, and his, uh, and, and he, his confidence has grown after going through that, man, he's, he's a problem. He's a problem. And I know the thought is, Ryan Garcia, Tiafimo Lopez, Javante Davis, you, they land those kind of bombs, and the kid would have been out of there. Yeah. And perhaps that's true for last night, but I don't think the kid that showed up last night is going to show up in the next fight. I think he's going to be better. Preach it, boy. I have one immediate question. Go I have one question about your, your statement there. Yeah. Did you say that it looked like Haney was going to get a stoppage in the middle yeah. of the fight? He, I, Carson, you guys, yeah, he, sometimes he was different there. on TV, you know. But yeah, he was there, so it looks it, different. Yeah, it, I mean, I, he was I, there. Carson, he's doing what's necessary to break a guy down. He's killing his body and touching him upstairs. Just Lenaris. Yeah, felt, I just. Yeah, I felt like there were two rounds where he kind of like really took control. It's not like he stepped on the gas pedal, but I felt like there were two in, rounds in the middle of the fight, where late, late middle, uh, like seven and eight, I think it was, where he really took control. And I and it made me raise my eyebrow. I was like, I was like, oh, he's trying to stop Jorge Linares. Maybe because it looked like he was going to come on like that. I I, yeah. did, I did see that, Sean. Maybe maybe I missed something, but I at no point in the fight yesterday was like, yeah, I don't know, Linares is in trouble. No, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not well, that, saying that. That's but a stoppage I, then. No, if it's going to be close to a stoppage, he has to be in trouble. Yeah, I've never I, seen him. And, yeah. I'm not going to jump on what Sean said in terms of him. I didn't see him stopping Jorge, but there were two points. In the uh, middle, late middle of the fight, where I was like, he just came on strong. He landed a lot of clean shots. I was like, oh, he's about to try to stop Jorge, and I thought he was going to continue to turn it on or turn it up. Uh, is what is what I saw that Sean probably yeah. saw as well. Yeah, um, you are I, right, Carson I, never had him out on his feet, nothing like that. You're right. Yeah, I just I I, I saw one guy wobbled yesterday, and it wasn't Jorge Linares. Um, hey. I, I, I I so I'll say this. Yeah, Really good performance yesterday. Like you said, he best performance I've ever seen him have. Yeah, really, oh, really. Good. That's the best I've ever seen him I, perform. I love. Let me let me read it real quick because I love that you said you guys said that great reflexes. I mean, we could see that every time he was offensively, defensive aware, kind of like what I was talking about 
with uh, Gary in the beginning of this show. The thing yeah. is, Gary doesn't have that kind of style. So it's just going to take you some working some working on. But you're going to get to a point where you're going to throw a punch and a guy is just going to come back with something. And you got to be ready for that. Um, he's got a great boxer's eye. It, he he wasn't he was throwing the right punches and landing them at the right times. You know there were po- there were points where he threw a punch he would make Jorge lo- miss and he would come right back. That's a boxer's eyes. Very instinctive. It's something that you can't really teach. Some guys learn it, but it's something that you're kind of gifted with. And he has that. Um, I think that he can take a punch outside of that one punch that was landed. He, he there was For some exchanges. There was uh, some exchanges through through the fight. And I was like, oh, 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 but he was okay through a majority of those exchanges. Um, and he's got great punch selection. I mean, we I saw him throwing some beautiful uppercuts. That's a punch that you really have to say, you know, this dude is open for uppercut. I'm going to throw it, you know, and not too many guys. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm not really that comfortable throwing the uppercut because I know it's a, it's a punch that if you don't land, you you could possibly be vulnerable on the other side of that. So I don't really like throwing that punch. So... Those were the the few good things that I saw. Uh, That's jab in boxing, according to Sergio Mora. And a very good jab as well. <laughs> I really wouldn't say the best jab in boxing, but I, I mean, I, w- I would say top two, top top three, top four. You know, he's definitely top five in the jab area. Not not too many guys are even throwing it as consistently as he's throwing it. So I, I really like that he he utilizes his jab. He understands that he's got reach, he's got speed, he's got quickness, and it all starts with his jab. And so I really like that he throws his jab. And that that last night was the best performance I ever seen in Devin Haney. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he, gifted. Yeah, when you're punt, when you're when he's throwing, he's already predicting what you're gonna do. Like that's talent. The kid is something else. Mm-hmm. With that performance last night, he drops out of my top twenty-five to my top thirty. Uh, oh, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> yes, yes, hold on, yes, he went the wrong yes. way. Yeah, yeah, I know. You went know. the wrong way. Hold on. <laughs> I just said dropped. Hold on, because this is the Port Away podcast, so you're gonna be this is gonna be a reflection of the entire show. He went from your he no, went no, from no, this is Anthony, and I'll take it. <laughs> so he out of your top twenty five. Yes, and and but he went up. So no, I didn't say that. No, he oh, said he, he went down. Oh, he went down. All right, all right. That that didn't make sense to me. Okay, all right. Yeah, I'm I said well, my top twenty top thirty. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Top thirty pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. I just man, oh, am I hearing this, it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my problem was, and me and Sean talked about this. When he got hit, he was mentally he was fucked up. He never recovered from that. His body recovered. He never recovered from that the whole night. Mm-hmm. Walking into the locker room, he limp- he was in bed last night. He's messed up. <laughs> he mentally, he is messed up from that. He never been hit like that. And that was a thirty-five year old. Hold on, it takes some time. You think even now he's still messed up from that? It takes some it'll time. Be, it'll be Tuesday, he's been so dominant. Days, so. He's been so. He's never been in that situation. Yeah. Like even in his, his corner, his corner, even his dad showed maturity. I mean immaturity. That, they didn't know what to do. That, they didn't know how to calm him down. He was all over. He was twitching. He didn't. He was mentally. He was effed up. That was a jaw dropping experience for me, because I did not expect that to happen. When you, it's crazy when you got that kind of experience. But you don't have that experience, how you react. And it was all mental for him. His body recovered, but mentally he was messed up. That blew that blew me. I was blown away. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. 
And it's going to sound bad. I expected it from BH, but I didn't expect it from Devin. And it sounds bad, but Bill, his dad, just does not have the experience on this level to, to take him where he needs to go, and especially for that moment. They both kind of panicked and didn't know what to do, but that worried me. Seeing him panic the way that he panicked and, and then going into the 11th the way he was in the 11th round, that worried me. Now, with saying that, he's good now because he made it through it. Yeah. I think he got some good sleep. I think he's not going to tell my, him, my boy, but I feel like my dude got, got him a woman and all that kind. He would think he was good. You know, I think he got some TLC and he cool now. Uh, now that that my, didn't go home with him. One of one of one of my one of my concerns with we we talk about boxing a lot of times when you're doing post fight interviews a lot of it's posturing you don't want to yeah. be too vulnerable you don't want to be this but to say afterwards yeah you know he rocked me but I wasn't hurt I was like you were and, and but it's fine though you people get hurt boxing people get hurt all the time yeah but that's be, the maturity level yeah but to as be, a man just accept it yeah, yeah. but to be adamant I, I wasn't hurt it's like sir we literally saw you wobble and hey, Jorge Linares gave you the, guided you to the corner that was corner. the best part of the whole night. And and to say no, I wasn't hurt. That I was like, are you telling yourself that you weren't hurt, or do you actually think that you weren't hurt? Because you were clearly hurt by a shot. But yeah, I I don't know. I I don't think I don't think he dropped for me. I think he's about what I expected. I think he's a talented young fighter. I I don't think he beats Teofimo Lopez. I don't think he beats Tank Davis. But I think Car- he probably beats a lot of the other guys. Carson, how how do you feel? I I said. I feel he needs to go the Loma route. Do not go Teal. Do not go Tank. I feel like the Loma route, route is the best for him. Yeah. Eventually, you go. You got to fight those guys. But right now, and he, he, we're done with that building shit. It's time top. It's top five or nothing. Yeah. We done. You don't need to go down there fighting. Nope. It's top five. You want you the guy? Get, get step up. I think he beats Ryan Garcia. Yeah, yeah, or that route. It's Comey's gonna give him hell. Is he defined now by this tenth round? Um, it shows he's chinny. Shows he's chinny. Oh, chinny! I thought you said it shows he's shitty. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he ain't shitty. No, no, no. Sean Porter, he's No, defined might be a bit harsh, but it's something where people that want to criticize Devin Haney will be able to say, "Oh, look at the tenth round. Look what happened." Mm-hmm. But everybody's no, I, going to define him by that 10th round. I'm, yeah, I'm, if they want to. Saying it I don't on the Power the Way podcast right now that everyone's yeah. going to jump on that 10th round a lot like Ant and say he can't beat uh, Tank Davis, who I'm going to go on record for saying nobody in the world can beat at 135, and he's moving up to 140. So My man. nobody can beat him. Nobody can beat him at 130. I don't think he can make 130. Nobody can beat him at 135. I don't know if he can make 135. And nobody can beat him at 140. I hope he can make 140. <laughs> <laughs> He's got 140 and 135. He's but good. good outside money. of Tank Davis, I think that he, Devin Haney, is in a great fight with Tiafimo Lopez. He's in a great fight with, Dev, with, with excuse me, with uh, Ryan Garcia. He's in a great fight with Lomachenko. Lomo's the same. I think he's in a yep. he's in a really great fight with Lomo. Sure. I think that that's Nakatani would be another exciting yeah. fight. Yeah, that's ooh, that's a that's a yeah, really exciting that, fight. Too. That might be the route they should take. But. Yeah, yeah. After he fights, but I, that, but here's my thing: I don't want people to jump on that tenth round and say, like you just said, he's chinny. Just because he got caught with a shot, don't mean he's chinny. He never recovered, Sean. You got caught with Earl Spence, and you recovered. But 
I think that it was the moment. And I think that having gone through that moment, it's going to take some time. I'm not saying I'm not saying that that moment happened last night and he's ready for it now today. But I think it's going to take some time. And when he comes back to the ring, I'm right there with you, uh, Sean. He's coming back to the ring, a different Devin Haney. I think he's coming to the he's coming back to the ring with everything that he had. But I think he's going to have a little bit more now, having gone through that experience, as long as he handles that experience the way that he's supposed to. Hey, Sean Porter. So my thing is, oh, I say take the Loma route. I think you need a couple of more. You need to go with guys not as much powerful, power because Tank with Earl Spence. I was telling somebody, or maybe Carson. There's four guys that will fight Earl Spence. Fight Earl Spence. Keith Thurman, mm-hmm. Sean Porter, mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford, and mm-hmm. Kale Brook. Mm-hmm. Dan Garcia, Mikey Garcia, they'll punch him. And everybody else and will Manny punch Pacquiao. him back. Take Kale out there. Yeah, oh, take Manny, Kale Manny out there and, and put Manny in there. Yeah, but so. I just got to give well, him he credit. Fought him. He, yeah, he, he fought him, Sean. Yeah, he fought I him. I don't care. I ain't talking about now. When he was in the yeah. ring, he fought him. So yeah. five guys oh, no, no, no. You know what? I'm, I'm all the way wrong. I'm all the way messed up. My fault. In my head, in my, I was, I was yeah, somewhere yeah. else in my head. All yeah. right, so five was, guys. In my head, what? I was Terrence Crawford and Kell Brook. I was like, ah, yeah, gotcha. my fault. All right, so no, no, you're five right. Five guys you're right, you're right. that will fight him. Everybody right. else in the welterweight division, Yeah, I think you get, you feel that fucking power and you yeah. go into a shell mode. Yeah, yeah. I feel, before this, I felt like Devin Haney would have gotten in that ring and, and did, tried to do his thing against Tank. Uh-huh. I feel like Tank hit him with something, he might just try to survive. Uh-huh. Because the mentally, he what he went through in the tent. Mm-hmm. Because you know Tank got that's different power, man. Mm-hmm. That's that Earl Spence. Yeah, I would say Deontay Wilder. That's got, different power. He got a thump, man. Uh, uh, yeah, Tank. Davis I just think thump. once Tank's touched him, he's gonna say, "Nah, I can't go yeah. out like this." And now what, I gotta survive. I, I, I do. I do like that Lomachenko route, also because Tiafimo's twenty four and Tank is twenty six and Devin is twenty two. So that might be wise, too, because those guys are, are into their grown man strength more than Devin is right now. I don't think he's fully grown into his body in the way that Tiafimo has at 35. So, mm-hmm. so I like that fight. I like the Lomachenko fight. So, yeah, I, you know, I know Loma would want to win a belt back. So and yeah. no matter where he goes, they're all big fights. They're yeah. all moneymakers. Yeah. Hey, I, I, hey, man, your tickets are outrageous. <laughs> I can afford hey, PHP from DAP promotion. Hey, you out of? I can't. I can't mess with it. You can't. Hey, what, me tickets. I can't afford it. What's the promotional company? <laughs> DHP, right? Never had any promotion. Okay, because you. It sounded like a. Uh, no, I said. I said an airport. Did you? Yeah, you sound like you was shouting out. He was airport. giving the airport codes. <laughs> yeah, airport hey, code. my man, prices is crazy. Yeah. You right, I'm a broke boy. I'm gonna say it right now because I know his dad would be like, "Well, you can't. You ain't got the money." Hey, I'm broke boy. I can't afford. That's Fine, I don't. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Lomachenko. I think that's an exciting fight. I, I'll never criticize a young fighter for wanting to fight great fighters and for saying they're ready for great fighters. We say that about Boots. We say that about Virgil Ortiz. We say that about Conor Ben. We say that about Tiafimo, Devin Haney, all those guys. But if you're not like like Zaitel says, he's still the youngest of all of them. So it's okay not to go right into those fights, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when you continually say, nah, I want this guy. Mm-hmm. If Tiafimo is next, I want Tiafimo next. If he's next, I want him next. Yeah. But then, then you're accelerating yourself and you're saying, okay, I have to get this fight next, rather than maybe a more natural route where you can um, get some of those guys. Linares, I think, I, don't, I, I mentioned last week, I don't really know how to evaluate how big of a win that is for Devin because – Linares is older. 
Um, he had, he's coming off some, obviously he had, was coming off some wins, but he had some, some Uh-oh. losses in there and he was a huge underdog. It, just literally by the numbers, he was the big underdog. So I, I don't know. I just, I think it was, it was a good win, but can we how, how good of a win was it? Can we address the elephant in the room? And we didn't even talk about this. Don't last call me night. an elephant mofo. Not yeah, I, I was like, what the hell? Not, not neither yeah, one. Body shame. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this last night, and am I tripping? Did y'all find it something wrong with the, the lack of uh, sense of urgency that Jorge Linares did not have through rounds 11 and 12? Was it um, just me? Yeah, I, I think I mentioned... No, I, I did mention to you that I thought he... I don't think he kept his distance enough with aggression. I think... He allowed himself to get too close, and Devin is clear. I mean, he literally one time took a step. He went and scraped the hole. Like, he, yeah. did the sl- he did the seventh grade slow dance move. Yeah. But um, So I think he maybe, if he was, he didn't turn the tempo up enough, like you're saying, the urgency. Yeah. And he didn't keep his distance, so he allowed himself to be held. And so then you kind of blow your opportunity I at got, that I, point. We got to talk about this. Sean, did, did you see that? That, well, you know, Devin – ran the clock out pretty good with his clinching. It was, yeah. you know, clinching, nice way of putting it, but go ahead. No, I mean, I thought, I thought Lenares could have been a little busier because each time he got off that left hook or that one, two, three, it was really landing hard those last couple rounds. And, and he was still hurting Devin with each shot, but yeah. you know, Devin was able to tie him up for, for about half the round and, and regain himself. So yeah, Lenares Probably could have pushed on it, but we're, you know we're talking about a 35-year-old guy in the championship round. So um, I thought, put it this way, I didn't think he let the opportunity fully slip by. I thought I thought he still fired off some shots and landed some hard shots in those rounds, and, and Dev held up to him. But I could see could see why you guys would feel like he could have went for broke that much more. But um, yeah, he I'll... still landed some good one, two, threes, and a good left hook. But Dev Dev was smart and, and held him up. My thing is outside of him being 35 years old, there's no excuse, especially with his type of experience, for him not to throw upwards to 60 punches in that 11th round and 70 punches in that 12th round. I don't know if I'm asking too much. I don't know if I'm tripping. But he didn't turn it on. And I found that very... Uh, not, I, I, that bothered me. Bothered me that he did not turn it on. Maybe now talking about it and you're bringing out his age, maybe it's something that I don't know. Maybe he felt something that I couldn't see with my eyes. Maybe it was something that held him back from the output that I thought he should clearly have had in rounds 11 and 12. When you can gesture this dude to the corner, to me, that lets me know you got some energy and you're ready for this 11th round. Nobody, nobody runs across the, the ring, uh, across the ring and throws 100 punches. That doesn't happen in boxing. However, when you see somebody hurt, you jump on them, you throw punches, you, 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 you buck them off of you, you keep throwing, you push them, you headlocking them. You, you, don't forget, he's 35. You're throwing them down, you're roughing them up, all this and that. And I didn't get any of that from Jorge Linares. And I found that, I'm going to use the word now, I found that suspicious. I found that to be very weird. Did not understand that. And I did not like that for Devin Haney because Devin, you there's more adversity that Devin was supposed to experience through that 11th and 12th round. And I did not like that for Jorge Linares because 
when you're supposed to be challenging this dude, this is the best camp you've ever had in your entire life through 35 years or whatever, 37 years, whatever it was that you said, where is that now? And that, that bothered me. So I'm just going to put that on record. I'm going to go on record for saying that I did not like the way Jorge Linares ended the fight. And I don't, I don't like what I don't like it. I don't want to say too much more than that. I'm going to let everybody else say what it is, but I so okay, so I brought that to my dad's attention. My dad didn't see the fight. So I broke it down to him. Beginning to end. I say, you know what, Dad, uh at the end of the fight, um, Jorge dropped him in the or didn't, didn't, drop didn't drop him. Jorge hurt him in the tenth round, but then Jorge didn't go at him in the eleventh or twelfth, and there was a slight pause on the phone. My dad said he didn't go at him. I said, No, uh he I mean, he gestured to, he knew that, that uh, Devin was hurt. And Devin continued to hold throughout the entire 11th and 12th round, majority of the 12th round. And Jorge never put his foot on the gas pedal or had a sense of urgency. I mean, there was another pause. My dad said, well, what did he say? If it, if it, if it, if it looks like a, if it a looks duck, if it looks like a duck, he said, if it looks like a duck. And it cracks All like black man lo- logic. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, then it's a duck. And I said, I don't know what I'm gonna do on this show tonight, but that I did find that to be a, a problem. And he said, Yeah, that's that's a problem to me. So um I just didn't like it, man. Uh I, and 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 y'all heard me through 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 the course of the eleventh and twelfth round. I did not want to see heaven uh, Devin lose that fight. And, and one, I freaked I out too. Much as I freaked much as out, I, I was on him. I, I was saying, Sean, I do not want to see his kid lose like this. I don't want to see him go down. I don't want to no. see him. I don't. I because not only do it's, I like the dude and have a relationship, a friendship with the dude, he's a good fighter, and so there's great fights to yeah. be to be made. Yeah, I didn't want to see, him lose like want to see that get messed up. But uh, but on the other side of that, I'm a boxing fan, and I know what I need to see at this point in the fight, and I didn't see that. So uh, that made me mad. If y'all can't tell. Hey, Sean, you was there. What was the booing about? Uh, the clinching, I think. Yeah. I think For the they, last two rounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he gave overall, a hell of a performance before that. Yeah, no, overall, and they were they were still happy. Like, everyone okay. went home happy in the audience. They liked the fight. It was just that the clinching in the last two rounds, you know, no, every crowd's going to boo that. He did what he had to do to survive, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. I, I give him I, that. That's another yeah, thing it, I really like about boxing is you do have – a home, a home fighter or a home team or whatever. But once the fight starts going, they rooting for you. But then when they see some stuff not happening the way they needed to happen, they're like, oh, he's in trouble. Go get him. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah, it ain't right. like they switching sides, but yeah. it's like they're rooting for whatever they see is good. You know, they're rooting for the sport of boxing. Yeah, I really comes. like that about boxing. Well, and it goes to what you mentioned where you're – not rooting for, but you want Devin to succeed. Yeah. You don't want to see him get hurt, yeah. losing the 11th or 12th. Hey, I can't say but the same thing for Carson. Carson might be like, fuck it. Well, no, but as a boxing fan, I'm saying Sean was saying he's kind of rooting for Devin, but yeah. you were still, as a boxing purist, yeah. you were still frustrated at Linares. Yeah. So, so that kind of explains that, yeah. where you're like, I want this guy, but still, I know what I'm supposed to see, and I'm yeah, not seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, want to see your guy win, but not because the other guy let him off the hook. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to see the other guy put him through everything he possibly can and come out on top of that. Yeah, not because yeah. not something the other fighter didn't do. Yeah, because yeah. Even, even at the end of it, Devin still has, he's got this story to tell. You know, Ryan was put down in his last fight and then he comes back and, and knocks out um, Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell, yeah. And then so Devin's like, <laughs> Devin's like, 
uh, I don't know why he said I wasn't hurt. I didn't understand he that. Doesn't know but also, he didn't I don't know understand why he referenced Garcia getting dropped. He was like, well, they praised the other guy. I was like, no, he didn't. I, I, I surely didn't. We talked about it on the show. I wasn't like, man, great job by Ryan Garcia getting put down. Well, like, I, we, we, yeah, well, that's the weird part is we, we, we praised the fact that he got up and then did what he had to do. And uh, yeah. it's just not going to happen the same for it them, was, unfortunately. And it was also DAZN, we mentioned on the podcast after Ryan's fight, that DAZN kept talking about how courageous it was that he got up and, yeah, and yeah. minimized Luke Campbell dropping him. Yeah. So maybe that was what kind of Devin was feeling that, yeah. well, this broadcast, you, but he can't hear the broadcast because last night, I mean, God knows the whole broadcast, Devin Haney was the greatest fighter of all time and how <laughs> he, he was this and he was that. And, um, hey, how do you guys feel about this? You know, look over Sean Sartell's left shoulder. Uh, the record. Floyd. Floyd had they. That too. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a struggle in the first fight, and then he he running back and dominating. What do y'all feel about him just running back and dominating Lenares? How do y'all feel? Does that? I don't think he can. Oh, I don't think it's necessary. I don't yeah, think it's necessary, but I don't think he. I don't think other than the slip up yesterday, like he yeah. dominated him yesterday for yeah, the most part. But but everybody only remembers the last. Yeah. Three yeah. I, I think that's just kind of a fickle fan you're seeing so, what you want to see something I, that's going to be on in your career that happened yeah it, it happened i mean yeah but but i i don't think like i didn't come away from that performance thinking man Devin really he really needed to do something different he was really good for most of the fight has some struggles and i'll I tell you what if you got a kid coming up that's boxing he's a definition of how to use the jab yeah he fires that mofo off and they hard as hell yeah <laughs> yeah he, he fires that jab out there but yeah yeah he did he did it was good performance i yeah. I, 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 I don't want to do the grading system but i yeah. thought it was good really good not great i don't uh, maybe great, <laughs> kind yeah. of right below great. We'll say yeah. it's time for a top five opponent. It's time yeah. to get this rolling. It's and the other, for- the other side of that too, because I talked about BH a little bit. The other side of that is it sounds like that they're bringing in other guys. And, and then Davidson. Yeah. The story on the show was that you know BH practically fired himself and said, "Hey, you bring me back. You hire me if if I'm the guy you want." And uh, kudos to to, De- to Devin basically saying, hey, man, we, we started this together. We're going to end this together to this point, at least. We're is he like, this is together, he like so. AH? Are we not allowed to say? No, Bill no, no, no. Bill? Yeah. yeah. Everybody calls him BH. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so I was like, usually we say AH, yeah. and then I was like, wait a second. Are we, is, is he like Voldemort? We're not allowed to. He, he, shall, he shall not be named. But no. Um, no I like uh, the idea of it, though, like you said. Yeah. Where you, you kind of take yourself out of it and say, hey, yeah. this is your career. If you want me, I'm here. If yeah. not, we're still father and son. Hey, and we're gonna hey, rock. hey, Kenny Porter would never. No. Kenny Porter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what yeah. Kenny Porter would do. No, he, he wouldn't do that. Let's be honest. But, but that's fine. That's not Kenny hey, Porter. Hey, I'm my daddy would do that. <laughs> like, oh, you're fire me. I'm your daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I, I don't think your, deserve. I don't think your dad ever needed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not the, not the Bill Haney nah, needed yeah, to. I was, I was, but, I was messing with you. Yeah, but no, I don't think your dad would I think, have either. Yeah, but let me just to touch on Bill just for a second. I think that Bill is kind of doing a lot of the things my dad did, where he's he's allowed a lot of people to work with Devin. I think that he's learned from the people. That's what my dad did. You know, uh, a yeah. lot of people may think that my dad is a is a control freak and has controlled my career, so on and so forth. My hey, dad, Sean, but your your dad seemed like he got a little more. 
background on boxing and bill if i'm not that yeah i mean that's another thing too so my and my dad he's on us, another level my dad tells a story that he's been in, he's been in boxing god lord what did he say he says 30 <laughs> i was years. boxing at two years old he said he, he says he says this is 30 years he says so his thing now is this is 30 years in boxing and that's not including when i boxed as a as a as a teenager as a preteen so but my dad does he really I, and I, I, I'm gonna love having my dad on because y- y'all probably I don't know if y'all gonna be on when I have my dad on, but it'll nah, be, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, Carson, you got it. I'm out. It's gonna be oh none of that smoke. It's gonna be something much more. It's gonna be a little bit more intimate. And we're gonna kind of get into the storytelling a little bit. But the long story short, my dad practically has been a coach his entire life, and you're looking at me saying his entire life. My dad told me that he used to play football, when, and when he was 14, he would go from his football practice to a younger group of a younger team, and he would coach that team. And then when he was when he wasn't at his games, he would coach that team at his games, and so on and so forth. So when my dad came back into boxing when I was four years old and he took me to the gym and started training me. My dad was boxing himself. And just like when he played football, when he was 14, he was also coaching guys. And so when my dad says, I've been in this thing for 30 years now, he he's basically saying, yo, I box and coach guys at the same time. And he did that for a number of years before he realized that I can't continue to box, you know, amateur and, and coach other guys too. So. And let, let me say this about, about Bill Haney as well as KP. I think not knowing what you don't know is important mm-hmm. and being um, smart enough and having enough common sense and humility to allow mm-hmm. other people to be involved. So, mm-hmm. like, there are definitely boxing coaches in the game mm-hmm. that if somebody else tried to get involved, they'd be like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Your dad, I mean, Barry Hunter helps you in camps. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been people around. Obviously, you spar. Freddie Roach, I'm sure, was throwing mm-hmm. some stuff. And your dad mm-hmm. wasn't saying, hey – don't tell him anything. Yeah. He's saying absorb it. Same yeah. thing with Bill Haney. Yeah. He's he's a young trainer in the game and he's allowing Ben Davidson, who's literally a young trainer in yeah, the game, literally. very knowledgeable, yeah. to chime in. So I think that for anyone that is critical, you can be critical of either trainer, but I don't think you can criticize them for not allowing their sons to gain knowledge. And I'm gonna raise my hand because I felt like when we when I first mentioned BH Bill, I felt like I was very critical of him. But I was I, I think that I was critical of him because of that moment in the 10th round. And it really was kind of a, it was very surprising to me that they both kind of panicked in the corner. But I also smile at that because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and the Bible says that you smile through adversity because it's a testing of your faith. And not, not that that was a testing of their faith, but it was a test for them. And now they can go back and, and look at it. I, I'm sure Bill's going to listen to what he said or replay what he said and all that kind of stuff. I really think that that was a moment for him that for father and son, for him to grab his son by the gloves and say, hey, son, look at me. You're good. You train for this. You're going to make it through this. This is nothing. Let's just let's just get through these last two, you know, something along those lines. And yeah. that didn't come, which was unfortunate for the moment. They made it through it. They're going to be better because of it. And uh, I still would love to see them in some big fights. They're, they're, they're ready for the big time. I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Aunt said, I mean, even if Bill Haney's not doesn't have your dad's longevity in the sport, yeah. he's going to have growing pains just like a young yep. fighter. That, yep. That's fine. Like yep. we, we mentioned it because it was such a big moment. It's yeah. on the main event of a yeah. fight. So yeah. we're kind of highlighting it. Yeah. But like it happens. Yeah. Young and, fighters mess yeah. up. Young trainers have hiccups. You had hiccups last week. Um, <laughs> but, and you, and you, had da- you had Davidson in the corner. 
They've yeah. worked with Roy Jones over the years. They've worked with uh, Floyd Sr. over the years and Floyd Jr. over the years. They've been around the, the, the cities of Vegas and Cali. They've, they've done a lot, and they're going to grow together, man. I'm, I'm glad to see them uh, be yeah. successful last night, even through and, that, that adversity. And, and the father-son thing, it's almost a thing where you know how far you can go with your kid. Yeah. So in that moment, BH, you know what you could say to your son, uh, what you can't say. Like, I used to tell my dad, I'm like, man, why are you always soft with everybody else? You kill me. He's like, because <laughs> that, shit, that soft shit don't work with you. Yeah, you're, yeah I know you can take different. it. Yeah, so and like with KP, he knows how far he can push Sean. Yep. So I, Sean may not be the boxer he is today without his dad. Yeah, yeah. So, and it could be the same thing with uh, uh, he's not. Uh, I, I would say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, maybe we can end on this, but I see my dad working with other guys now, and it's like my dad. I would say recently there's been a a, a, a change, but my dad would keep his foot on my neck because he knew my my his foot had to be on my neck. On the other side. I'm like, yo, get off my back. But I didn't realize. Yeah. It took yeah. me a long time for me to understand that he had to do that. And I didn't know that that needed to be done for me. It got me where I'm at now. But I see him now. My dad, he'll put his foot on somebody's neck. Because he know. He know. Like, he, know he know a couple. He know this ain't my son. He know. I don't know what this dude going to do. He know. Oh, this dude softer than I thought he was. And all this and that. You know. So it's it's funny seeing my dad work with guys now, man. And I love it. Yeah. So. Um. What we got this weekend, man? What's next? What's Sean Zatel? Whoa! No. Hey, this little fight called what, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Might have mega fight. That's what. That's what I think they're calling it. Okay. Okay. Sean, are you gonna be in attendance? No, 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 no. BT's got that one. Ben's got that one. I will be in Miami for Tiafimo versus Cambosis. Ooh. Uh, June twelfth, I'll be there for Shakur. This dude, stay in Miami. He think he's slick. <laughs> He thinks he's treat daddy or something. He's trying to get a tan. Hold on, leave him alone. No, he's trying to get a tan on the low. <laughs> let, let, let me end on, I know you wanted to end on something, SP. No, 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 Ant, me, Ant mentioned the schedule. Let me just say, so last night we have two fights that are conflicting. It was annoying. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get to watch the one live, yeah. whatever. Yeah. June 19th, I'm disgusted. What happened? <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> In a way, fights on. Um, hey, that's your guy. You know, hundred percent. You know, you know that's my guy. Oh, so you watching that one? There's fights on like every platform that night. Showtime has Charlo. Um, Bazone has Bungia. Yeah, and Tiafimo's on Triller. Triller, and yeah. then we even have a Julio Caesar Chavez exhibition. So you yeah. have, you yeah. have yeah. four yeah. major yeah. fights on the exact same night. They're not Let's listening just, to us. That's silly. Lot. That's, That's just silly. It's yeah, embarrassing. I'm disgusted. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot, man. I know which one Sean's watching. Which one am I watching? Charlo. Why am I, why am I watching Charlo? Who's it's Showtime, baby. Showtime. Ooh, Sean Porter watches Showtime. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I might be somewhere else. We, we'll, we, we'll see. Oh, okay. okay. Intrigue, intrigue. We'll Drop in the comments. Close on this, SP. <laughs> People wanted to know. Touch on this quickly. Uh, you got the spar... Xander Zayas. Yeah. Um, talk about it a little bit. Young dude. A lot of energy. Yeah. Uh, great dude outside of the ring. Um, inside of the ring. Great boxing ability. Uh, he's fast. He's got some moves, which is pretty cool. Um, I like to see when guys have moves, and I take that move from you and then see what, you, what you're going to do. You know, So he's got a few moves, which is pretty cool. Um, and, 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 uh, and he's competitive. Um, 
I can't really speak on the power. I mean, we, we're yeah. wearing big gloves, so on and so forth. Um, but overall, uh, what I walked away from in the ring was the fact that I know of him, but but I know a lot, and I know a lot of the audience or some of the audience may not know him. Get to know Xander because he is up and coming. Get to know him. He is up and coming. He was highly regarded coming into it, and so mm-hmm. I think people people were curious on if you were given the cosign, but it sounds like you are. For I will sure. give the cosign. I will give yeah. the cosign, and and uh, very mature too, which uh, it'll take you some ways. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I actually got to cover his uh, debut in Reno. He fought his debut was on the undercard of Shakur Stevenson's first uh, title fight, and he's just a great kid, man. I, I'm just hoping, and I wonder if you guys think too, where like if he can be that Trinidad Cotto that Puerto Rico's been needing since Cotto retired. So he's fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And getting some work with Showtime, Sean P. Carter. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. No, he's up and coming. I really liked him and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. I I got a feeling we'll, we'll do some things in the future together too. Yeah. Very good kid. Porter's chaos coming in July. Right. (laughs) This is the port away. I got to do something new for this outro, man. This I, that that I, outro when I'm in the white suit, when the cream suit with the orange oh, I like that. Tie. I'm tired. Hey, of hey, it, hey the other thing is, hey man, you trying to change up the logo? Y'all tell them to see the logo. So you, you look like you look like you look like you look like Creflo His Dollar. Wife did the logo. I ain't changing the logo. Oh, okay. I look sure. like Creflo Dollar, don't I? Yeah, hundred percent. I like it, man. Yeah, I don't mind it. Hey, Looks hey, like he's hey, asking for money, but hey, fans, I got a big announcement. We getting Sean Porter in 2021. <laughs> I don't know when. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know. Hey, listen, with that being said, this is the note we'll end on. The uh, podcast room has almost been, I'd say it's 90% done. We okay. To, we finishing building it out, and we'll be back in studio really soon. You guys stay tuned. Continue to like, continue to support, continue to follow, continue to tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mother. God bless y'all. Oh, whatever you want in the comments, baby. Don't tell me you didn't enjoy what you saw because I know you did. What you need to do now, hit that subscribe button, hit the like, hit that notification button. Check us out every week, every Tuesday, something new for you right here on the Port Away Podcast. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23.